Welcome to St James, a Scottish Episcopal Church in Leith. This podcast features edited highlights from our Sunday service held on February the 12th, 2023. To find out how to join us and for more general information, please visit www.stjamesleith.org.uk. Good morning to everyone here, but also uh, everyone at home. Welcome to our service this morning. We look forward to Geoffrey, who's going to give a reflection later on. So we start our service uh, usually with a moment's quiet, um, just to prepare our hearts and minds, and invite those at home also to light a candle um, as really a symbol of Christ's light being here and also in all the homes Uh, uh, where church is going on and linking what goes on in the service with those, uh, the community uh, at home. So let's just uh, prepare our hearts and minds to worship God. time of confession. Daring to open to God, each other and ourselves, we offer in silence the gift of our woundedness and we acknowledge our part in the pain of the world. Come home to yourself and to each other. May all that is unfree in you be released And may you blossom into a future graced with love. Amen. Please stand for the glory.
Our first reading this morning is from Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 15 to 20. See, I have set before you today life and prosperity, death and adversity, if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God that I am commanding you today by loving the Lord your God, walking in his ways and observing his commandments, decrees and ordinances. Then you shall live a numerous life. The Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away and you do not hear, but are led astray to bow down to other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall perish. You shall not live long in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying him and holding fast to him. For that means life to you and length of days, so that you may live in the land that the Lord swore to give to your ancestors, to Abraham, to Isaac and to Jacob. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks be to God. morning is taken from Matthew chapter 5 verses 21 to 37. Glory, Glory to Christ, Christ our Saviour. You have heard that our ancestors were told you must not murder. If you commit murder you are subject to judgment. But I say if you are even angry with your brother or sister you are subject to judgment. If you call your brother or sister an idiot you're in danger of being brought before the court. And if you curse your brother or sister, you're in danger of the fires of hell. So if you're presenting a sacrifice at the altar in the temple and you suddenly remember that someone has something against you, leave your sacrifice there at the altar. Go and be reconciled to that person. Then come and offer your sacrifice to God. When you're on the way to court with your adversary, Settle your differences quickly, otherwise your accuser may hand you over to the judge who will hand you over to an officer and you will be thrown into prison. And if that happens, you surely won't be free again until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that the, command, the commandment that says you must not commit adultery 
But I say, anyone who even looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So, if your eye, even your good eye, causes you to lust, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your hand, even your stronger hand, causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. You have heard the law that says, a man can divorce his wife by merely giving her a written notice of divorce. But I say that a man who divorces his wife, unless she has been unfaithful, causes her to commit adultery. And anyone who marries a divorced woman also commits adultery. You have also heard that our ancestors were told, you must not break your vows. You must carry out the vows you make to the Lord. But I say, do not make any vows. Do not say, by heaven, because heaven is God's throne. And do not say, by the earth, because the earth is his footstool. And do not say, by Jerusalem, for Jerusalem is the city of the great king. Do not even say, by my head, for you can't turn one hair white or black. Just say a simple, yes I will, or no I won't. Anything beyond this is from the evil one. This is the gospel. Good news for all. Praise to you, in Christ. Uh, well, with a certain uh, romantic event coming up, uh, hearts flying all over the place, you may be considering sending a card, you may be even a Hallmark card. Uh, Hallmark specialize um, in the kind of feel-good life wisdom um, that our service theme, Choose Life, uh, might seem to draw on, you know, like um, live, laugh, love, show your true colors, take time to reflect, end each day with beauty, make a dramatic exit, <laughs> stop and be present, keep your inner fire burning, and be amazing. But to choose life, I'm not drawing on that kind of um, self-absorbed or therapeutic optimism that many in our culture seem to cling to. Truth, truth be told, a very large number would say they have no uh, significant choices in their life. Some um, may recall, if I say, Choose Life, the 1996 <coughs> film Train Spotting, um, from the novel by Irvin Welsh, a black comedy about Scotland's underbelly of, uh, of drugs and poverty. Kind of cinematic repast uh, to Brigadoon uh, and, and the like. Choose life being the words of Mark Rentboy Renton uh, in the opening monologue as he and his friend Spud, a uh, uh, fellow druggie, legged up Prince's Street. Choose life, he says, while outlining a normal and thoroughly bourgeois, spiritually empty lifestyle. Choose life, choose a job, choose a career, choose a family, choose your friends, choose leisure wear and matching luggage, choose sitting on that couch watching mind-numbing, spirit-crushing game shows, stuffing, effing junk food into your mouth, choose life. But why would I do that, he says, when I've got heroin? and falls to the ground. Despite the tragedy of addiction, made more pointed there by 
ironic black comedy, I have a certain admiration for the satirical takedown of straight society, or at least how straight society must seem to those who can't go straight or get clean. Choose life. Uh, in the reading from Deuteronomy, by contrast, the choice that Moses was presenting is on the face of it uh, more obvious, if somewhat stark. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying him, and holding fast to him. But hang on, hang on, behind the promises of security and prosperity are requirements, conditions, demands for obedience, laws of purity and impossible standards of behavior, setting a very high bar for me to, or us to reach before we can secure God's approval. And then in the reading from uh, Matthew's gospel, Jesus seems to set the bar even higher. Now there's not only the sixth commandment, you shall not murder, but you're judged if you get angry and condemned for insulting a fellow believer. Now, now not just don't be unfaithful to your marriage partner, but you have to put away all lustful longing and, and possibly even cut bits off. A non-believer might very understandably say, hey, Moses, Jesus, what's with the moralizing? Uh, do you know what people are like? I can't even get my partner to clean the kitchen properly after he's cooked. Have you seen human nature? Well, I, I, I think they have, kind of, to be honest. And any good priest rabbi is going to say the godly relationship is moral, yes, but not moralistic. Moral, but not moralistic. There are right ways and wrong ways to act, but God's nature is love. God's grace-filled empowerment is forgiveness, redemption, reconciliation. As has been said, God loves me enough to accept me the way I am, and God loves me too much to leave me that way. Still, I think, even in this sense, choose life can be more than a little hard for those who have little or no choice at all. Food prices rising, heating bills through the roof. Do my children get fed or stay warm? What does choose life mean to that father? The girl who says, I'm 16, I've just discovered I'm pregnant, father scoffered. Now, maybe I've made a bad choice or two, but mostly it's bad luck, and there is no way I can be a mother right now, what choice do I have, you tell me? In situations like these, no Christian preacher should be saying that my choice is going to take me further away from God. Instead, what do I need to hear? Not that I should be choosing a, quote, more godly life. I need to hear, I think, that God has chosen me. I am God's choice. I am loved, I am approved of. If I will draw close to God, God will draw close to me. How, how? What does that look like? Well, God does use angels and strangers. God uses the church, God uses the milk of human kindness to minister and to meet many physical and emotional needs. God will draw close to me. And eventually, God will receive me into a, an ever-loving, motherly, fatherly embrace. Draw close to God, and God will draw close 
to you. I like the way Richard Rohr so often emphasizes just how much God is for us and that the process of becoming holy is tilted in our favor if only we would stop getting in the way by clinging to primitive and immature understandings of religion and persisting in the choices of our false self, for instance, this quote, we are not human beings striving to become spiritual. We are spiritual beings learning to become human. We are spiritual beings trying, learning to become human. In fact, stated boldly, choose life is, a, is, a, is an impossible choice. To be choosing life all the time, an unrealistic task, it can crush us buried under a mountain of unsold Hallmark cards. If we can crush us if we think we must do it by ourselves and for ourselves. Instead, I, I want to repeat that God has chosen you and me. As Moses was calling the people in the prophetic way that we've been thinking about, calling people to accept that they are chosen, chosen to bear witness, to bear fruit, to be a light to the nations, to participate in what Martin Luther King called the long arc of history that bends towards justice. And are we not chosen to be prophetic here, to speak truth to power, to reach out to the marginalized, the downtrodden, the differently abled, to love without counting the cost? I want to read a story from the civil rights movement before I finish. Life is a constant stream of opportunities demanding choices. We can choose to stand up and be counted, or we can choose to do nothing at all. But either way, we must still choose. If we choose the former, it is good to remember that there are many different ways to take one's stand in life. This is a picture of Rosa Parks who took her stand by refusing to stand and give up her seat on the bus to a white man in Montgomery, Alabama in 1955. And in so doing, a seemingly powerless individual became, quote, the mother of the civil rights movement in America. That Montgomery bus strike that emerged from the choice of that single person led to a demonstration of the power of collective choice when a people take a stand in nonviolent resistant resistance to the sin of social injustice so choose life well it's not advice for the kitchen wall or a greeting card it's not a bourgeois alternative to addiction it's not a set of impossible moralistic demands choose life is God's invitation to choose being human. But being human on, <coughs> excuse me, being human on levels that are more generous, more gracious, creative, motivated, <coughs> loving, healing, and more redemptive than the self-absorbed alternatives. Saint Irenaeus said, the glory of God is a human being fully alive. So in a few minutes we'll be commemorating and celebrating the death of Christ. 
the death of Jesus, a death freely chosen by him who was more fully alive than anyone, suffused with tenderness as well as authority, wisdom and compassion, and full of grace and truth. And it was truth-telling that led to his death. But it was his death and his resurrection that forged for us a way to choose life. Choose life. Choose to follow the one who has chosen you. Let's turn to prayer. Thank you, Jeffrey. (coughs) In today's prayers, my invitation is simple. I'll offer five short reflections on self, home, relationship, community, and the world, each followed by a brief time of silence in which your prayers are your own. After each short silence, when I say, choose life, your response is choose love. Let's try that. Choose life, choose love. In our bodies, with the breath that gives us life, the way is clear to accept the grace of God. Into our heart, a simple life-giving gift every moment. As we sit here, feel the coolness of air entering and the warmth of the exhalation. And with it, know that you are deeply, fully, utterly loved. Choose life, choose love. In our home, help us to be grateful for our many blessings, for shelter, for comforts, for water, for food, for warmth for clothes, for signs of spring. May we look with fresh eyes on the everyday things we might take for granted in our daily lives and know that however much we have, we have choices. Choose life, choose love. In our relationships with family, friends, neighbors, colleagues, may we meet the eyes, approaches, calls, 
and messages of others, confident in the knowledge that we are loved and that they are loved as we are loved. Releasing fear, may we learn to live and love more fully. Choose life, choose love. In this church and in this city, in this country, show us ways to apply love and life to challenges and differences. May we avoid the pitfalls of despair, condemnation and cynicism seeing options clearly and seeking the path of hope. Choose life, choose love. In our world, on this living, dynamic planet that sustains life and that knows turbulence, disruption, loss and death. Show us how to promote love, generosity, truth and fairness. Amid blessings and curses, may faith light our path forward. Choose life, choose love. Amen. Just to say, as always, all are, are welcome to the table as we come to the communion part of our service. Blessed are you, God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this bread to offer, which earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed are you, God of creation. Through your goodness we have this wine to <coughs> offer, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become the cup of our salvation. Worship and praise belong to you, maker of light and darkness. Your wisdom draws beauty from chaos, brings a harvest out of sorrow, and leads exiles home. Your spirit frees us to live as sons and daughters in our God's house. We who by Christ's power follow the way of the cross, sharing the joy of his obedience, now offer you our praise with angels and archangels and the whole company of heaven, singing the hymn of your unending glory.
and thanksgiving be to you, most loving Father, for Christ in whom the world is reconciled on the cross. Through that dark struggle, death was swallowed up in victory, that life and light might reign. At supper with his disciples, he took bread and offered you thanks. He broke the bread and gave it to them, saying, Take, eat. This is my body. It is broken for you. After supper, he took the cup. He offered you thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant. It is poured out for you and for all, that sins may be forgiven. Do this in remembrance of me. Hear us, most merciful God, and send your Holy Spirit upon us and upon this bread and this wine, that overshadowed by his life-giving power, they may be the body and blood of your Son, and we may be kindled with the fire of your love and renewed for the service of your kingdom. And through Christ our Lord, with whom and in whom, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honour and glory be to you, Lord of all ages, world without end. Broken things for broken people, holy things for holy people.
Loving God, we thank you that you have chosen us and that you have chosen us so that we may have life and we pray that as individuals and as a community we would increasingly learn how to bring our spirituality to make us more human and incarnate your love for one another and for others. Amen.